0: Solutions broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money. I'm your host, Dave Ramsey. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co host today. As we answer your questions, you jump in. The phone number is 888 825 5225. As a reminder, if you love this show, leave a five star review. Mama said, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. So we appreciate you doing that. And uh, those of you that listen on podcasts or YouTube, subscribe and share the show. And if you're listening on uh, talk radio, like millions of you do, spread the word. That's also sharing. Just say, hey, here's where I listen. Talk look, Here's the talk radio station I listen to. Here's when they're on. Be sure and do that. And a reminder, the show is going to become broadcast as well, uh, one hour a day of it uh, at 5 o'clock. On a TBN beginning next week. Woohoo. And so uh, you'll be able to pick it up there as well. So we're, we're just like, uh, everywhere. That's what we do. So help us spread the word, share it, rate it, subscribe it, all that kind of stuff helps. And, um, if you want to pay us back for having helped you, that's how you do it. You tell people about it. That's how the show grows. We don't have, um, $300 million to spend on advertising. Like Sofi. there won't be a stadium named after us. um, Or, Nerd Wallet. We're not going to spend the money they spend just to be famous. We're going to be famous by helping you and you spreading the word. So, thank you for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're what got us here, and you're what'll take us there. So, that's what we exist for. Jake is with us to start off this hour. Jake's in Tampa, Florida. Hi, Jake. How are you? Hi, Dave. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Me, too. So, I've got a question.
1: Me and my fiance are getting married in May. Yay! You know, we're. Yeah, thank How you. How old are you? We're combining about 22. We're both 22. Very cool. Um, so we're combining our um, our assets and our finances and whatnot. And I'm mainly, all my investments are in the S&P 500 and 401k. Mm-hmm. Hers is spread out with like single stocks. Mm-hmm. Um, so my idea, my thinking was I wanted to get it into the S&P 500, maybe a couple mutual funds and not the single stocks because, you know, she's up right now with them, but, you know, the S&P 500 is something that you can just leave your money in and let it grow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: How much is it in single stocks? About
0: forty five grand.
2: Good.
0: 45. Very good. Good for you. Well, it's great that y'all are talking about this ahead of time. It's very well done. And your play would be better than her play. Agreed. The S&P 500, yeah. uh, an index fund, would be a better play. Um I don't personally use the S&P 500 for my 401k, nor do we recommend it. Um, Mm -hmm. Instead, uh, we actually pick mutual funds that as a group will outperform the S&P 500. Um, And there are a number of funds that do outperform it. There are a number of funds that don't. So you have to look carefully and get some people in your corner to help you do that. But um, we spread our investments across four types in retirement accounts, growth, Growth and income, aggressive growth, and international. Full disclosure, I use an S&P 500 to park money in way beyond having been 100% debt-free, way beyond having a million-dollar net worth, way beyond – Having uh, my 401ks and IRAs fully funded in the four types right. I'm talking about, but like when I'm saving up for five years or three years or two years for a piece of real estate, I'll just throw park money in there and park it short term, like a savings account. Ex- well, glory- uh, long term savings account. Not I wouldn't do right. it for two months, but I mean for for a period of time because I can make more on it than you're going to make in a stupid you know CD or something. So, right. but I don't yeah, u- I don't use it for retirement. Around here, we've always said be across those four types.
1: So then we could move her money into some of those four types. Yeah, and growth, then maybe my gro- money I would as well be, I would be twenty.
0: What we teach is twenty five percent in each growth, growth and in income, aggressive growth and in international, and the you know look at look for long track records. And if you're pulling up the data on them on the website, it's going to show an S and P overlay on it. It's going to okay. say here, here this fund fund X Y Z. Here's what it's performed for the past twenty five years or for the past fifteen years, and here's what the S and P has done. And if it doesn't beat the S and P, for God's sakes, don't do it. Just do an S and P.
2: Right, right, yeah, of course. Jake, what's your wife's take on this? When you've talked about it, what's her reaction?
1: Um, she's, I mean, she's ready to do it. She's, um, you know, we've talked a lot about money, and you know, we know each other's finances. We're completely debt free. She went to college debt free. I never went to college. We have a pretty decent income too. What is
0: um, that? What's your income?
1: About one sixty to one eighty. Wow. Right. I'm in sales, so it goes ups and down. It when, goes when it's combined that's down. what
0: when it's combined, that's what it'll be.
3: Yeah, that's wow. yeah, when it's combined that's what it'll be.
0: You're
1: twenty two years
3: old, a hundred
0: percent debt free, you make hundred and eighty K. Y'all are gonna be so freaking rich.
3: Mm-hmm. Wait a
0: go. Uh, that's man.
1: the scary part.
0: Wait, I'm to go. At, I'm mad the money and I'm like, man. <laughs> No, that's
1: that's not
2: scary. That. That's a wonderful place to be, Jake. It's,
0: but it's a it's a responsibility. You have to be careful yeah. and, and cautious, and you're wise to do that. So basically, what we're saying is the S and P five hundred is what's called passive investing, and there's a whole group of people that believe in that because some mutual funds don't outperform it, and that's fine. It's just I mm-hmm. I think you can do better, and I. But full disclosure, I use both, and so. I'm my portfolio that I'm outlining would have, if you're not real careful, would have more risk than yours, but a lot less than hers. And so that's yeah. kind of where we're, we're kind of over on your side of the coin there, but just past you a little bit. Okay. And then she's way over there, you know, in the high risk stuff with the stocks. So, yeah, I'm getting out of the single stocks and I'm going to be in mutual funds, preferably across those four that outperform the S&P, if not be in the S&P.
2: I like it. That's what I would do. It that works. is what I do,
0: and it, it does work. I mean, you can you can look at the data, the uh, the millionaire data that, from the millionaire study that we did. That's uh, we put the white paper on it in the back of the Baby Steps Millionaires book. So if you want to read the whole study, it's back there. Um, but what we found is, is the typical millionaire, it's it's doing their four hundred one k. And truthfully, if he just does the S and P, he's easily yeah. going to be there with his. He'll income. be fine. Mm-hmm. He, easily, easily. Um, the single stocks just have way too much risk for me. I don't like the risk of it. And the data on people that buy and sell single stocks is they don't they don't outperform.
2: Right. So the rule of thumb with single stocks would be keep it a very, very, very low percentage of your world if you were going to dabble in them.
0: Exactly. Yeah. 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 We say 10% max of your net worth. So like if you work at a place and you really believe you, you work for Apple and you really believe it's going to be a great stock, which yeah. it is a great stock, mm-hmm. you know. And you want to buy that as a long term, as a, an employee benefit. And you're going to mm-hmm. buy. You get it, most most places give you a 15% discount as an employee buying stock. So mm-hmm. you you're just dying to own some Apple stock, and you're an Apple executive. Well, that's fine. Just don't let it be more than 50, more than about 10% of your net worth. Because years ago, Jade, I was coaching a lady. It's really sad. She worked for Procter and Gamble mm-hmm. for um, many, many, many years. Like I don't know, 30 or 40 years. And she'd moved all of her four hundred and one k money into Procter Gamble stock, and she was just retiring about the time it went down. Oh, it went crap. down like forty percent. So she t- had like seven hundred thousand that turned into like three hundred thousand oh. or,
4: or four
0: hundred thousand. I mean, it went it went almost in half, and it just. Oh, that's that. That lack of sh- diversification though sucks. left her susceptible to that. That's what it amounts to. This is the Ramsey Show. Call. Ramsey personality is my co-host today. So I just saw a feed Babylon B popped up in my feed that uh, payday lenders have now set up on the egg aisle. <laughs> 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 Anytime the price of eggs is making headlines, you know, you're dealing with a wacky economy, but even news about layoffs and on and again, off again, recession, crazy high interest rates. This is a weird time we're in right now. And we're here to give you a plan for your money. So we want you to join us for our Building Wealth live tour as we show you how to build wealth and keep it. George Camel, Rachel Cruz, Jade Warshaw will be in Indianapolis in just a couple of weeks, February the 16th. Then Ken Coleman, Dr. John Deloney, Jade Warshaw, and I will be in Austin on February the 23rd. Next is Building Wealth Salt Lake City, April 24th with George Rachel and Christina Ellis and finally we're closing out the tour in Anaheim on May the 2nd. Ken Coleman, Dr. John DeLoney and Christina Ellis. Tickets are only $49 for each of these events. Come out. We would love to have you. These events are exciting, they're fun. Uh, if you're part of the tribe, it's kind of like coming to the pep rally.
2: Yeah. Absolutely that.
0: It's you just you just want to come out and just be with other people that are trying to win with money and that mm-hmm. are, you know that are doing weird things, not normal like the crazy people in the culture. And you don't want to be conformed to this world. You want to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and that's what we're doing. We're going to show you how to win, even in all of this weird, wacky stuff that's going on, and show you how to not panic. Facts are your friends when you got this stuff going on. So go to RamseySolutions.com slash events. Get your tickets. They're only $49 for Indianapolis, Austin, uh, Salt Lake City. And, of course, Anaheim, May the 2nd. So that's our schedule for that particular live event that's going to be running all over the place this spring. Exciting. Angela is with us in Odessa, Texas. Hi, Angela. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
4: Hi. How are you guys? Better than we
0: deserve. What's up?
4: So I just have a quick question. We are 26. The only debt we have is our home mortgage, which sits at 169 thousand, and we currently have about a little over 11 thousand into cryptocurrency. And our question was, what would be the next step? Would we leave it there, or would we take it out and invest that money somewhere else? Well, if I'm you, I
2: am not going to stay invested. In crypto, the track record has been poo-poo over the long haul. So I would take that money out almost instantly. Are you guys investing in 401ks or IRAs, anything for retirement?
4: Um, Currently, my husband is the only one working and he does have a, um, I believe he has a 401k and a Roth, I believe
2: it's called. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have any money set aside for savings? That's kind of liquid that you can get to. Yes, we
0: do. How much?
4: Um, I want to say we have about 13000 right now.
0: Okay. So you've got a good solid emergency fund, and then yes. it's time to do some real investing. Crypto is um, gambling. Right. And I think you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I don't know, do you know that, the, that the, you know, the last year and a half have been really unkind to crypto?
4: Yes, I remember watching it during COVID, Mm -hmm. right right after we invested, and I remember watching it go really low, and then going back up high, and now we're just sitting there. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you've noticed the news that one of the largest scams in history was perpetrated in crypto?
4: Yes, yes, sir. Makes, (laughs) Makes
0: Bernie Madoff look like small potatoes, okay? So, the... The scams are all everywhere around it. The it's an ins, it's an unstable place to put money. Agreed. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. So I don't put place I don't put money in places that are unstable. Someday crypto may stabilize, and someday it may have a track record. But until it does, I won't be putting any money in it. And I was saying that back when I had got entire pages of Reddit devoted to hating me <laughs> and entire pages of uh, Tic Tac hating me um, <laughs> and everything because I'm telling people not to put money in stupid butt crypto. Come on, Dave. So, um, but you know, and now I'm, now I'm a genius, you know, but I also told them not to invest their money in beanie babies a few years ago and people were <laughs> believing in that too. So
2: it's almost um, like you've lived to see a few things. It's almost over the like, years.
0: it's almost like, yeah, that's how I lost my hair, but yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Joe's in Brooklyn, New York. Hi Joe. Welcome to Ramsey show. Hey Dave. Thanks for taking my call. A long time listener and
5: first time caller.
0: Thanks. How can we help?
5: Yeah, so I'm in a bit of a predicament um, and it involves uh, basically money that I owe to uh, family and friends as well as an upside down car. But I think uh, what kind of led to this situation kind of goes back a few years, uh, maybe four to five years when uh, I became heavily involved uh, with Forex trading or currency trading um, and eventually got me to a point where... I was losing a ton of money, started taking out credit cards, um, and funding, um, kind of that endeavor that way. And then eventually when I ran out of, uh, money out of my credit cards, I would start taking out personal loans. uh, Once I couldn't take out any more unsecured loans, I started taking loans against my car Mm. and then eventually ended up, um, borrowing, uh, from friends and family. And so you sound like an addict.
2: This sounds like an addiction yeah it it was an addiction um and so unfortunately it
5: got to a breaking point where I had to file for bankruptcy uh may uh, as of last year um but I did keep um my secured loans as well as the money I borrowed from uh my family and like I went through therapy and all all that. So it was really a truly, truly a traumatic time for me. And so yeah, I'm sorry. now, yeah, and but now I'm at a point where I just really want to, I, I have been actively trying to tackle this. Mm-hmm. Um, the,
0: so what do you owe uh, on the car?
5: The, yeah, so there are two cars involved. Um, my personal car, I owe 13600 at a rate of 24%. Mm-hmm. And during the time, um, I actually took a loan out, um, and I used my brother's car as collateral for forty-seven hundred, which is the remaining balance as of today. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And what is the thirteen thousand six hundred dollar car worth?
5: That's worth right around, say, like forty-three hundred dollars.
0: Okay. And what do you make?
5: Uh my net income per month is sixty five fifty
0: okay, and you live in Brooklyn, New York yeah, ouch, Okay. Because you got an expensive yeah. place to live, right?
5: No, no luckily um my one of my brothers and I we found a pretty uh inexpensive place to live, so my rent right now is right around eleven hundred uh which includes utilities, and that's my share
0: Mhm what do you do for a living?
5: I am in business development and sales for a tech startup here in Midtown Manhattan.
0: Okay. If you work more there, does your income change?
5: Um, As of right now, I'm like tapped out with like the number of hours I'm putting in. I'm like working from like seven thirty in the morning up until like seven thirty in the evening, like Monday through Friday.
0: All right. Here's what I would do if I woke up in your shoes. All right. I, yeah. Are these your only two debts? No, you have the family debt.
5: Yeah, I have my family debt um totaling $90,000.
6: Okay.
0: Man, I'm sorry. Okay. Um well, your brother's car concerns me more than yours. Yeah. Because you need you need yeah. the you need the stress of not screwing up his life off of your back. Yeah. That would bother me more than my own personal car, does it you? Uh,
5: Yes, it does. It's been weighing on me. And they're almost the
0: same amount. No, no, yeah, and it's a smaller amount. I'm sorry, it's fourteen. So that's easy anyway. So what I would do is, you know, start doing a really, really tight budget, and just attack his debt like a vengeance, knock it out. Then attack your car debt and just knock it out. There's not another answer for it. You just got to live on absolutely nothing, and really, in about four or five months, you ought to be able to knock both of these out. If you just live on nothing, you don't do anything anyway but work. So you don't need to go out and party or go out to restaurants. You don't have any money. You got to put it all on this. And so, hey, we're going to help you with part of your healing. We're going to put you through Financial Peace University. Hold on. I'll have them. Have Austin pick up and get you signed up for that. Morning, it's America. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. Elizabeth is with us in Minneapolis. Hey, Elizabeth, what's up?
7: Hi. um, I just have a quick question, maybe a life debate here, honestly. Um, I'm 26 years old. Um, I am a 911 dispatcher, um, and I'm trying to pay off my debts. I have maybe a total of 600 in medical bills. And then I have a car payment. Um, I got a new car due to some other issues back in 2021. Um, I've been making payments, even extra payments when I can. Um, I have roughly 19 three left on my car. I recently switched 911 centers because I wanted to work with law enforcement and I finally had the opportunity to do so. Um, But my old center that I still have connections with and I could go back to um, is kind of tugging on me in a way um, because at my new center, I don't have room for overtime. There's not a lot of overtime because it's a smaller center compared to the center that I was at before. Um, So So you were doing 911 before? Correct. I've been a 911 dispatcher for five five years now. Why
0: did you change from one center to the other center?
7: Um, I felt burnt out. I felt that maybe EMS wasn't for me, um, and I'm now experiencing, unfortunately, as bad as I wanted to do law enforcement. I wanted to do law enforcement dispatchment. I started. Wait a minute! You're doing nine
0: one one before. You're doing nine one one now. How did you think that was going to solve burnout? I don't understand.
7: A different center, a different style of calls. Um, I'm not dealing with. I wasn't dealing with the traumatic uh, medical calls compared to now just dealing with passing those said calls along um there's not as much overtime so i wouldn't be tempted to work as much um at my old center i would pull like 14 to 16 days in a row without a break um that's roughly like anywhere six to from six to eight hours in between shifts Um, so what was the pay cut
2: with you switching centers how has that affected um, your income
7: the pay cut actually wasn't um it, I actually got a forty cent increase um switching centers. Um but I have Para, which is the Minnesota um law enforcement um, retirement um that they automatically take out because when you first get hired it'd be very Yeah, but your your income you not whatsoever. not your
0: hourly rate. Your income is way down because you're not working nearly as many hours.
7: Right. Correct. So, so it, what did you I, make a
0: year before and what do you make a year now?
7: Um, before it was, uh, I have it written down to
4: me. I
2: apologize for you one second here. Here's the thing. If you're uh, not going to work the extra hours at the call center because it's too much on you mentally or it's too much on your mental health, fine. But you got to find a way to fill that gap because you've got this debt that you've got to pay off, right? So if whatever correct overtime hours that you were working whether it was 15 or 10 or whatever it was per week you've got to put that same effort into another job that's making you just as much money i don't want you to take a pay cut cuz you got to get out of this debt
7: and it, i'm not right. saying it has so, to be at the
2: 911 center
7: okay what do you make an and, hour? and that was like my what do i i make 3181
0: an hour okay and your income and what did you and, and so you made 3140 before Correct. Okay. and um, But you're working half as many hours.
7: I, I'm working still an 80-hour week or pay period, so 80 hours every two weeks, but I don't have that extra, like, 20 to 30 hours that I would put on myself at my old center.
2: Right. So we got to find that
7: elsewhere. Right. So I guess my question was, or is, I have an opportunity to go back to my old center and get that overtime and help pay off debts or I would pick up, like, I, I don't know what other type of job other than, like, maybe Instacart or something just because of how crazy dispatch center hours yeah, are. Yeah, look. you but that wouldn't be as much.
2: You've already told us that when you were doing 80 plus hours at the old center, it wasn't sustainable. And that's fine. Like, I understand. I mean, I've never done it. But when you tell me that it's stressful to your mind, I believe you. And that's fine if you don't want to work more than 80 hours at that particular 911 call center at your old one. The point is, you've got to get those hours somewhere, whether that's Instacart, that's driving Uber. I would love for you to be able to make the same amount per hour that you were making, but you got to get this debt paid off.
0: What else have you done as a side hustle that you could do?
7: Um, I've never honestly had a side hustle before. Um, Once I became a dispatcher, that kind of just basically it um i used to work in like food industry like my very first job before anything else was like chick-fil-a um all
0: right so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna look around for something i can do whether it's dog sitting uber uh instacart i don't care uh what it is but i'm gonna look for something i can do that you can make really good money at for a short period of time that you can work around your normal 40-hour schedule and i'm gonna stay where you are Okay. Because your need for extra hours is only nineteen thousand dollars worth, then you don't have right. a need. Then you don't have a need for extra hours. You make fifty thousand dollars a year. You can live on fifty thousand dollars a year in Minneapolis if you don't have a nineteen thousand dollar car payment, right? Right. Okay. And so, what I want you to do, is just temporarily, for like one year. Gear up, work your butt off, and keep the job that you like because what you're saying is I was going to hold my nose and go back to the other place in order to get out of debt. Instead, I would just stay where you are, hold my nose, and work an extra gig of some kind, find a good hustle and grind side hustle, and knock yourself out for a year and be debt free, and then quit the side hustle and yep. have a great life.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be free before you know it. I think in your mind, you're trying to change your whole world. You don't need to change your whole world. You just need to get a side job, work it, and pay off $20,000 of debt, and before you'll be free. Before I go
0: back to the old job that was burning you out and you're working freaking 80 hours, I'd sell a stupid car before I did that. But I think you can just pay off the car in a year and keep it by working a side hustle. It's what I would do. And then um, then you've got your best world you got you set your best world up that's a good move justin's with us justin's in atlanta hi justin welcome to the ramsey show
6: hey dave my wife and i have been listening to you for around five years so thanks for all the wisdom thank you what's up so um our question basically is what's the best way to use stock grants from our work to pay off our mortgage early Mm -hmm. we bought a house about a year ago we have about three hundred thousand left on the mortgage. Mm-hmm. We have nearly sixteen thousand worth of stock grants that that's quarterly. So So what would
0: we tell you 16. to do? You've been listening five years.
6: <laughs> I don't know the specific <laughs> I there's I know you don't want me to keep it in that in that company. So I guess the two yeah. options are sell the cash stock it out as it's vested
0: it. and throw it at the mortgage.
6: Okay. So you wouldn't put it in a mutual fund or an index fund and let it grow a little bit? Nope.
2: You're already investing 15%, percent you? have been
0: listening five years. What's baby step six? <laughs> Pay off the mortgage. It's not that's invest right. extra in mutual funds.
6: No, it, it would be to put it into a mutual fund until it got to be the amount for the write-off for the mortgage. Have you ever heard me say just... that in five years? <laughs> no, but I've never heard this specific question. But
0: you've heard people say, why don't <laughs> I put it into a mutual fund? Because they call every week and say that. Why don't I just put it into <laughs> a mutual fund instead of paying off my
2: Justin, mortgage Justin, that's what you want to do. That's what you wanted to do from the moment you called. No, I genuinely
0: don't want to do either or. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Well then let's <laughs> I'm keep good
6: either or I just let's would keep... say depending on the timeline that you have um, a mutual That's fund. if you're
2: saving up for something. In this case, go ahead and continue to invest your 15% into your mutual funds, into your retirement, and then we chuck anything extra to the mortgage. And in this case, you selling those vested stocks or getting out of those stocks is going to be something that you can chuck toward the mortgage. Don't put it in a, in a mutual fund.
0: It's a baby step six move. That's exactly what it is. That's your baby step six flex. There you go, dude. This <laughs> is the Ramsey Show. Scripture of the Day, Proverbs 1.5, let the wise hear an increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. B.B. King said, the beautiful thing about learning is that nobody can take it away from you. Ooh, that's good stuff. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Andrew is next. He's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hi, Andrew. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
3: Hey, how's it going?
0: Better than we deserve. What's up?
3: <laughs> um, I am calling because uh, me and my wife, we are both twenty years old, and uh, we we've been doing the Ramsey plan, and we paid off all our debt and everything. And uh, now we are thinking of, uh, kind of changing our jobs because now we aren't. we really wanting to do something just to collect a paycheck. We want to uh, do something we enjoy more and something that's more impactful, um, and just trying to. Weigh the options on that, because it is going to be a pay cut uh, with that.
2: Very cool. What are you thinking about getting into?
3: Um, I want to go into uh, youth ministry uh, at my local church, and um, she wants uh, to—she currently is a preschool teacher, kind of like a private kind of thing, and wants to go into uh, the public school setting um, just as an assistant. Okay.
2: Okay. What's it going to take for you guys to make those transitions?
3: Um, I guess just uh, just applying and hoping we get it. Um, so what, it what's your aspect. household
0: income now, and what would it be if you did this?
3: Um, right now it's about $100K, um, and it'd be moving to between uh, 60 and 65
0: Okay. All right. Well, what I would want to do is a path – that takes me somewhere rather than just down. And so um, neither one of these things sound like what you will be doing when you're 45. The number of 45-year-old youth pastors is fairly small. Okay? So you likely would move, I mean, a normal path would be to move towards uh, associate pastor, maybe senior pastor yeah. later. Mm-hmm. That's a fairly normal path. I mean, I've got a friend who's 67. He's a senior pastor of a major mega church in a metropolitan area, started as a youth pastor decades and decades ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want a path, a career path that um, increases my effectiveness, increases my joy, increases the scale of the people I'm helping. And if these moves take me on that path, good, if they're a step in that direction. But just I'm going to dumb down my life to have more joy when I'm 20,
2: no. Right. Okay.
0: I think both of these things are congruent with what I'm talking about, though. In other words, I think your wife could move into this uh, public setting with the idea of becoming, you know, getting her degree, becoming getting her certification, becoming a teacher, maybe even someday uh, doing some uh, tutoring, maybe even opening up her own tutoring operation. And at 50 years old, owns uh, 17 of those across 14 states. I don't know. I'm making that up, okay? But it it can start with (laughs) being the assistant teacher, right? Right. And it's all teaching. And you can start with being the youth pastor of a small congregation that doesn't pay squat and be serving the lord but that doesn't need to be your end game agreed agreed yeah so let's lay out a better end game and then move in these directions because otherwise you're running from something instead of to something okay so jump online with ken coleman and uh let me do this i'm going to give both i'm going to give you two of the assessments the career assessments that Ken developed and our our research team developed. And uh, I want you to take those, and they're going to give you some indications on what you can do, where you can go. And then I want you to lay out and say, all right, how does this end? There's an old book that's fabulous called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Dr. Stephen Covey. And one of the seven habits of highly effective people, effective in ministry, effective in the classroom, effective in business, effective people is they begin with the end in mind and the end being okay like when you're my age dude I'm 63 what what are you gonna be doing I'm glad I did this with my life I was a good steward of my life for the Lord all right that makes sense yes sir yeah
3: um now how uh however the only thing um we did take the uh, career assessment. We we uh, we did that this past week. Oh wow! Very good. You're ahead
0: of me. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, so yeah, did it uh,
2: solidify what Dave is telling you?
3: Uh, yes, yes. And I mean, it seems more like uh, that's the direction we should be going. But I think we just need to, like you're saying, just have more um, a more like long game. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. So
0: I mean when 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 we started this business, uh the year we started it, I made 120,000 the year before doing real estate and this is 1994, okay? And we opened we opened shop in 1994, moved out of my living room into a little uh, a little tiny office and that year I made 60. So pretty much what you're talking about. I went from 100 to and 100 and some change down to 60. And Sharon's like, "Where's the financial piece?" <laughs> but, but, but we were going somewhere with that. That was not. Oh, we're going to be satisfied, and that's what God's calling us to do. And we're going to have the joy of helping people, and we're going to make half the money. No, we knew that we could help more people and more people, and, fine. and over the years we found lots of ways to help people, and. Lots of ways to expand what we do here and the effectiveness of it. And it's been not only very satisfying, but very lucrative.
2: Yeah, it's good. You have a, you have to have a long-term vision.
0: Tiffany is in Memphis. Tiffany, we're short on time. Go straight to your question.
7: Yes. Yeah, so we are in Memphis, as you said, and we're looking to make a move to Chattanooga um, next year, possibly around May. And we're wanting to have a really big down payment. Um, so – we would use the profits from our home, but any extra money, should we put that to on top of our mortgage payments as like our savings, or put it in like a high yield savings account separately? Doesn't matter. Okay, I just wasn't sure if there was like a tax. Like you're paying less tax. I don't. You're you don't no know, tax on your of sale of your or... home.
0: You're going to have no tax on and uh, up to oh, half first, a million. Up, up to a half a million dollars, married filing jointly, yeah. and uh, the. That's profit that has nothing to do with the mortgage.
7: Okay, so, yeah. and I meant interest rate. I just wasn't sure if we put more towards it. I guess it, that wouldn't matter because you're paying the interest rate anyways.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're going to make about okay. the same interest. You're going to you're going to pay taxes on the interest on the high yield, but it's not enough money. Right. The big difference here is that you say the the money that you have one year from now will not be due to this decision. It will be due to how much money you put into it. Because right. you're not going to make any money okay. on it either way. Both of them are two or three four percent. Okay. Okay.
6: Okay. Four I percent mean, on hundred thousand
0: is four grand. So if you have a hundred thousand yeah. in there, it's because you put a hundred thousand in there, not because of the four grand.
6: Okay.
7: Perfect.
0: See what I'm doing? Okay. Yep. If absolutely. you're doing if you're doing it for ten years, the interest rate matters a lot. Sure. If you're doing it for one year, it doesn't matter much. I mean, it's a glorified shoebox to put money into.
2: I like it. I like the plan.
0: So just think it through. I like paying extra on the mortgage because it doesn't accidentally end up in a bass boat.
2: That's what I would do. Yeah. That's what we did.
0: That's what you did. Exactly. When we got ready to move. That was, your ready, that was your go plan.
2: We continued. We were making extra payments on the mortgage before, and we knew we were moving, and we thought, let's just keep doing that because we know it's not going to get spent on anything else.
0: Yep. That way it, does. it gets stuck. It's a forced savings plan. That's right. You can't get your money out except by selling or refinancing so yeah. you don't accidentally go buy a new car. Yep. You know, Oops you know people do this sometimes i've heard that
2: uh exactly randomly
0: happens (laughs) they were forced into it they were forced into (laughs) it and now they're in repossession
2: yeah
0: ouch scary out there it's really really scary it's a good question tiffany and it's you know here's the beauty beautiful thing about what you're asking you're one year away and you're actually thinking about it this is what adults do well done tiffany Adults devise a plan and follow it. Children do what feels good and are impulsive and YOLO their butts off. <laughs> so it's more fun to be an adult, by the way. You have more choices. That's... Children don't have choices. They get told what to do by the adults. That puts us hour <laughs> of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus.
2: What's up, guys? It's Jade. Look, if you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started. Hey,
3: it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.